Welcome back, guys. Couch Surfing Podcast, Season 2, Episode 23. What is that? Jordan? Kobe? Jordan. Jordan. Kobe's 24. That's right. Co- Kobe's, Kobe's next. He was 8 first. Oh, really? Then he raped a girl, so he had to change the number. Oh, what the... F- what? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe. <laughs> Damn. Why? <laughs> For real? It was like... Again, allegedly. I think it was consensual, and then she tried to go back on Get some it. money? Yeah. Got it. Because he right. was famous. Bad, bad. All right. Well, Side tangent. <laughs> that's where you got to videotape yourself every single time you do it. Exactly. And get, get video consent before you start. <laughs> video consent. Uh-huh. That's a good Before, idea. during, and after. <laughs> life well, lessons. Exactly. Well, speaking about life, I'm just going to do a little bit of a life update this episode. Talk a little, maybe maybe a little surf talk, maybe a little crypto uh, talk, life, work topics. My work mainly. Yeah. So let's we'll, get into it. Let's get into <laughs> it. Um, what do you want to start off with? Let's start off with my work. Okay. Because I'm trying to work through this in my head, and it's just it's been a hard time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have. I don't know how much. Just to recap, for anyone who's new, I work on a hemp farm. It's about new viewers. 20 acres uh, total. It's about probably somewhere anywhere in like 12 to 15 acres of actual field that we plant yeah. with hemp. Okay. And we've had much failure and a little success. Really? In terms of like, so we've, there's three main plots that are each about three to four acres each so that's why i say it's about 12 uh acres or so um give or take and the first three acres we direct seeded autoflowers which for anyone who's unaware autoflowers are typically smaller plants that automatically turn to flower photo periods switch back based on the night cycle so after a certain amount of hours of dark they start to flower yeah. it's sort of like basil any annual plant anyway we're planting these auto flowers because it's supposed to be a better idea to get more harvest per year which is better for farmers so that they don't have all their money tied up in one crop that could or couldn't fail so in theory good idea well, in practice, not so great. So each one of these seeds is very expensive, anywhere from fifty cents to a dollar a seed. Oh, and we're talking damn fifteen thousand seeds per each one of those three. Oh my gosh, you so, got like forty-five k of seeds, which is absurd to me. And this isn't even the crazy part yet. So just about none of those worked. So we're basically saying that like. 45 grand pissed into the soil why did none of them work because it's a lot of different things um some of it is that when you're direct sowing into the ground you need a seed bed that is uh very conducive for just that seed like it you don't want it competing with anything else yeah and I can go on and into this for a long time, but basically our method of tilling the ground and then hilling into like the strawberry bed style beds yeah, um, and then planting into those isn't the greatest idea because you're gonna, everything that you till up is basically chopping all the roots up and then what's called propagating it yeah. into like a thousand plants. Yeah. So you create all this competition. competition. And we're organic, which means that we don't use herbicides, pesticides, um, anything like that to yeah. beat weeds or bugs or anything, you know, in that nature. So we are weed whacking, and we'll, we weed whack all summer long just for these plants to really not work out. Um, but the third field, we planted photoperiods. And when we planted them, they were very rough, in my opinion. Like, they had sit in 56-cell trays, which means that, like, the amount of dirt is, like, maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter, maybe a half Half dollar. dollar. And then, like, two and a half inches deep, you know, tapering down, and you just, 
you know, whatever, plug yeah. I planted those seeds before we planted the first three acres at the greenhouse. So I planted those seeds about a week before we planted those first three acres. Then we planted another field. Then we planted the third field on the sides. And yeah. then we transplanted those seeds that I planted into the ground. Yeah. So these plants were in these small like cells for well over a month and they were very tall they didn't have a whole lot of branches yeah. um and they had very few leaves and with photo periods though it's okay in a way uh because you're not on that ticking time bomb with an autoflower as soon as you as soon as the seed opens it only has so many days before it's going to be done whereas a photo period if you kept it inside you could grow yeah. a plant literally like forever yeah almost um as long as it has enough soil and whatnot so we transplant these rough looking plants and they ended up doing really well uh the good thing was is that we planted them in like july and in july toward the end of July and August is when a lot of plants start going to flower in this area because our night cycle gets yes. long enough that it uh, triggers flowering. So these plants were more of uh, a longer or a shorter night. Is that right? They needed longer night cycles than normal. So they didn't flower as early as some of the other uh, like plants that I was growing. And um, they got big. I mean, they were at four... I saw the pictures. They were at four-foot spacing, and they were all touching, touching each other, meaning that they're probably about six foot wide and about six foot tall. Um, but we are next to two farms that grow. One grows right now corn, and the other one grows soybeans. And corn has a lot of uh, caterpillars. Uh, that yeah. go after it, yeah, because it's a very, I guess, easy sugar source for these caterpillars. Yeah, that's yours, right? Yeah, that's ours. So we've um, been struggling with these caterpillars uh, toward the end of the season because when you have these big buds, you know, they'll get into the flowers and then can't really see them, and then the flowers start to turn brown mm -hmm. and. Uh, then that can start to mold. And Caterpillars then... getting high? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not getting high. They're just destroying the flowers. So when you have 4,000 plants, though, it's not as big of an issue because there's so many plants, and when they're that big, yeah. they can't eat the entire plant. They can't get it all. Whereas those autoflowers, the ones that did make it, were only like this big so when you only have a cola like this and you get one spot of like uh, brown and then it starts to mold and then it molds the whole thing, whole thing you lose the whole plant so that wasn't necessarily the issue with the autoflowers the issue was germination and such um, but the photo periods we got tested on the day after Memorial Day so on the Tuesday and the way it works is, as soon as you get a compliance test, you have 30 days until you're allowed, like, you're allowed to harvest in. And after that, you have to get another test, and then you get another 30 days. Yeah. But the part of the issue, which isn't that big of an issue, but it's something that you have to think about, is, like, these tests aren't cheap they're cheap compared to the amount of dollars that we threw away in seeds um but like for the greenhouse it's like a few hundred to a thousand dollars maybe even fifteen hundred dollars depending on how many different cultivars you have to test luckily we only have one that's all the same uh, oh, okay. cultivar in yeah. that field so cultivar, i does that mean like what type of yeah it is, what most people call strains strain yes yeah, okay that's right yeah strain okay. uh uh but um so we got that tested you know that tuesday and the one guy at work was like you know we need to start harvesting because one 
we have 4,000 plants to harvest, and there is me, Not two other full-time employees that are at like more so my level, a head grower, and then another intern, and then another guy who sort of floats or He does more so like warehouse and shipping, but he needs hours so he comes to the farm when there's really not else yeah. nothing else to do and then there's the head greenhouse grower so we are dealing with these caterpillars like been dealing with them for a while like we've been finding them we can spray biological stuff like uh, bt which is a bacteria that if if it's eaten by worms okay basically kills them yeah okay um, it's a but it does nothing to the plant really. Yeah, it's a bacteria and it's naturally occurring. Um, and there's also another uh, naturally occurring bacteria that we were spraying with it that if a caterpillar eats the bud and then it starts to rot, the mold itself gets eaten by this other bacteria to try oh, okay. to stop the molding process. That's good. Um, and all this is organic since it's just bacteria. Yeah. But we, one dude's like, we need to start harvesting because some of these plants are more mature than others. And we have so many that we need to do and not that many people. You know, we should be sort of planning for this. Yeah, you, you got to plan around the amount of manpower you have. Yeah. With the size of crop you have. You're like, And if you can't tell from all the other things that I've said, like, there is almost no planning that goes into anything and it it is blowing my mind because i'm supposed to be an intern getting business advice like how to do this 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 and this like marketing blah 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 blah. and not even that i haven't seen it but you don't even have it for your own business like what, what, you, what in the you world is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why would I want to learn from... I guess I'm learning what everybody says. It's like a running joke. Learning, learning what not, not to do. Not to do, yeah. Yeah, but it's like... It's insane. So, <clears throat> we didn't start harvesting, you know, not last week, not the week before that. We started harvesting today. So, Mondays and Fridays, I go to the greenhouse. And we, last week, set up, like these uh, nets to hang in the greenhouse. The greenhouse is on one side, it's 3,000 square feet, and then there's a 3,000 square foot warehouse on the other side. So we're taking probably close to 1,500 square feet of that warehouse and trying to make it a drying area. Okay. And that comes with a whole host of issues. Bringing- Temperatures and stuff, what are you doing? They have um, air mini splits. They have, I think, three or four mini splits in the 3,000 square foot warehouse. So it keeps it like temperature controlled and they can turn them down. And then what we did is we put tarps. So believe it or not, tarps actually insulate pretty well in terms of like keeping it cold on the yeah. one side of the tarp and you know not cold on the other or whatever. But um, you know, you're bringing in, like I said, we have all these caterpillars and we have a full grow going on in the greenhouse, which is just, uh, partitioned by like plexi not plexiglass but the yeah the rigid clear like roof for like a greenhouse yeah um and it's supposed to be sealed and we've gone through and caulked and done a lot of work in the last month to prepare for this at the greenhouse but you're bringing caterpillars into a room that into the room next to a room that oh. is about to start flowering so it's like That's part nice. of me is like that yeah. doesn't really make much sense, but Gotta keep them separate. Anyway, but there's nowhere to dry four thousand plants because there's no plan. So then we get these uh, pallet racking last week to put at the warehouse. So we also have a warehouse that has a very small lab, and then some storage for some of the beauty products, and then like a small office space. But the warehouse itself isn't temperature controlled, mm. so. I'm a little confused on what the plan is with that, but what I was told is we're going to build these racks, pallet racks, and then run like bars over top and then hang those nets like I was talking about. And they're going to go, I mean, it's like probably 20 foot ceilings. I mean, they're, they're tall. Uh, so I guess they're 
hoping that they can fill the entire warehouse. But if you don't have it temperature controlled, like, yeah, what's it gonna... and you already have rot on your plants, like, it's just going to exacerbate this problem. So I, I don't see that working out either, but we'll see what happens. But the most frustrating thing about it was, so I go to the greenhouse and we finish, you know, putting those tarps up and stuff. And then the greenhouse guy's like, hey, like they only have uh, three people at the farm. They have the head grower and then the two full-time employees. The other intern didn't show up today. And then the other guy, the warehouse guy, was working on a box truck that's sitting behind the greenhouse to get it up and running to use that to transport yeah. from the farm to the greenhouse because it's not very far. Um, so we basically all got put on hold on what we were doing. Everybody go to the farm to harvest. And we get there and they have harvested, I'm not joking, 10 plants. Because the way that they were doing it was like they were harvesting them and then peeling off some of the leaves and obviously trying to get some of that like bud rot areas out and like when you do it on a very small scale you harvest turn it upside down put it in a room that's 60 degrees 60 percent humidity for 16 days and that's like quality dry so when you're dealing with 4,000 plants you can't do it that way it's just not possible so we basically this morning are like trying to figure out how are we about to harvest 4,000 plants over the next however many days we have until like the beginning of October because that's when that compliance test runs out and then they're going to have to get another one. And they were trying to not do that at first, but we're going through these plants and they had three people go through like 10 plants in a few hours. The one guy... <laughs> calculated it he was like this is gonna take 30 days and he was like that that's just not gonna work um so you know whatever like at this point i'm not even like i'm just sort of frustrated that i had to go from one place to another because it, it's not that you need different clothes for the different places but like when you're told you're going somewhere and then it like changes yeah exactly it's sort of like and I've gotten smart. I bring everything I need because this has happened a couple of times before now. So, but <clears throat> we're sitting there doing our thing and the boss man comes out and he's like, this is too slow. Like, stop doing this and that. Like, just go faster. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, blah. He's always like, pedal to the metal, gas, gas, gas. Just like, cut it all down. Yeah, go fast, go fast. Without like, sort of sitting back and actually looking at like, okay like what's the problem how are we going to solve it like what are we trying to achieve and you know this is right around 11 o'clock so we at this point we filled up a truck bed and they're going to take it over to the greenhouse it's lunch so we get an hour lunch so everyone goes to lunch and the head grower and the boss man go to the greenhouse and i'm the only one at the farm so I eat my lunch and then I'm on my phone and then I'm like tired. So I put my head down and take a nap and someone pulls up and it's one of the guys who went to lunch and has come back now. And the boss man and the head grower are not back yet. And I'm like, if it's taken them all this time just to hang these plants, I mean, we're talking an hour just to hang these plants in the greenhouse. We're talking like maybe 15 plants. Yeah. Like maybe 15 plants that they had to hang up because we we were cutting branches and making them smaller because they were worried that all this weight was going to be too much for these nets so they get they get back like five minutes after this dude shows up uh from lunch and we were just sitting there and the boss man's like like what are you guys doing not like in a mean way or whatever he was literally just like you know what's going on and we were like well, we just wanted to make sure that we were doing the same thing as we were doing before because to us, it doesn't seem like it's going to work. Like, this is too slow. There's no way we're going to finish this. Mm. And he's like, yeah, we've talked about this on the drive. Like, we're going to switch it up to doing, you know, this way, whatever way it was. And uh, 
it was basically just we were going to cut them, not take off any leaves, try to get whatever, you know, brown off that we could, and cut them so that they had hooks more so. So, like, if you had a stalk and then a branch, you would cut the stalk in half and then cut it there so that it'd be like a hook and the branch. uh, How could I put it? Like, if this is your stalk... And you had, like, this is the stalk. It'd be more like this. So this is the thumbs of the stalk and these are the branches. You'd cut it so that it'd be like that. they cut the stalk in half. And then you have a stalk oh. like that and then you can hang it on the net. Okay, got it. So we were cutting them like that. And that is a good idea. Great idea. Because uh, it makes it faster to hang them up. It makes it so you have something to actually hang them on. Uh, we're not taking off the leaves, so that's less time. And we're just trying to get whatever brown off that we can. And, I mean, we get through, like, again, maybe 15 plants for the rest of the day in a few hours. And the boss man comes back out, like, around 2 o'clock, and he's like, he's like, this isn't working. Like, he's like, you could tell that, like, reality, like, he's actually thinking about this now. He's like, holy, like, we're not, where are we going to put all this? What are we going to, like, blah, 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 blah. And... I'm just like... Was he not expecting to yield this much? Well, here's the... I don't think he, like, expects anything. Like, I don't know how the heck his brain works. Because, like, if it was me... Because, like, even me now, like, I cannot stop thinking about... We've had how many months that 4,000 plants have been in the field? Like, they've been in the field for two months plus, like July or whatever. Like, you haven't once sat down and actually thought about what... Logistics of where everything's going to go. Where it's going to go. Like, how are you going to chop these down? Like, you have five employees that work on the farm regularly, if that. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. And it's, like, driving me crazy. So, he's, like, you know, talking about it out loud, sort of, just, like, you know, this is going to take this long and this and that. And then he's like, you know, we only have 10 business days. And then the guy who was talking about like that it was going to take 30, 30 days, days, he was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. He's like, that's like six weeks then because 30 divided by five, six. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we're like, it's hitting him. Like, we're not going to be able to harvest all this before this, you know, compliance date. Yeah. So we're going to have to get another compliance test. So he's like, oh, all right, we'll get another compliance test. So then he's like, we're going to fill the uh, greenhouse and then we'll fill the warehouse and then we'll get another compliance test and then we'll bring all that stuff down and bucket and then we'll have more room for the rest of the stuff from the new compliance test and we'll put it back up. And, like, I'm sitting there like, all right, let me get this straight. You think that us five are going to harvest 2,000 plants in the next 10 days. And then in the next maybe 10 days following that, bring it all back down and bucket all into containers. And then in the next 10 days, harvest the rest of those 2,000, like 10 business days is what I'm talking about. And then hang those back up and then, you know, we'll be good because we'll have enough time to, we won't have to buck that next set again. I'm like, we have to build the pallet racks because they just showed up last week or whatever. So we have to literally put them together. We have to, you know, set everything up to be able to hang things in there. And then we have to harvest all these plants. Hmm. And like, and then you expect us in a week or two after that to take them all back down and chop all the buds off of them. Like, I just don't understand what's going on. So at this point, like, I'm frustrated. Yeah. Visibly. I'm like, I'm starting to yap. I'm like, I'm talking to everybody. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this, I'm about to freak out. Like, I'm about to go insane. And at the end of the day, I don't know what he was saying, but he was talking about something and he was just like, he's like, this is fucked. And I was like, you're right. Like the boss man. He's like, he thought I was joking. 
he's I don't know what he exactly said to me, but he like it wasn't anything like yeah. he was more like questioning. He was like, "What?" And I was like, "No, like I'm being a hundred percent serious. Like you're a hundred percent right. Like this is fucked. Like what are you doing?" And everybody's like oh, looking at well, yeah, back. everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, "What?" Like they're just so surprised that I'll talk to somebody like this, and I'm like, "It's not working." Like, I have never been the person who is scared to just say how it is. Like, if we're all here and we're all talking about it behind his back, but now he's here and you don't want to say it, like... Say it. I got no problem being like, you're right. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what's going on? And, like, he's the type of person, though, that, like, I think he hears it, but he just, like, continues moving on. So he just, like, kept walking away. Like, we said what we said and then he walked away and it wasn't like any of this yeah. or that it was like we said what we had to say and that was it yeah. and then he walks away and everyone's like Whoa. dude you're crazy like you can't be saying stuff like that i'm like we all said it a minute ago before he was here i said i literally looked at him all i said listen i'm not full-time i have nothing to lose like what's he gonna do fire me and what then he has four Whoa. people to do the whole yeah. thing like and it's because I care. Like, you guys just don't care enough yeah. to say how it is. Like, I, I want this to work for everybody. You guys are just here to collect the money. Like, this is frustrating for me because, like, this is important and, like, should be done right. And, like, I'd love for it to be done right. But I just, like, I don't know. I can't imagine running a company and just not having any plans whatsoever just being, like, Let's throw $100,000 worth of seeds into Where's the... Where's this guy got his money from? Uh, he... His father and the Battens were... Who uh, got together to do the Weather Channel and the Virginia Pilot. Okay. So, from what I understand is his dad was more so big on like a lot of the analytics okay. of how to make that really work. Got it. And... They made it happen. So. Okay, that explains it. That's, that's just crazy that <laughs> but all this stuff is not, like, it, you would think thing. before you even start, like, like, even before you start sewing, you literally, like, you graph schedule it out. Like, okay, this week, this needs to be done, this week, this week. Like, you do it literally on a weekly calendar of, like, what needs, what things have to be hit week by week. And, that, and like, here's the thing. They were planning on having three fields. Yeah. Not necessarily of plants that big, but three fields worth of product. Like, what would they have done with all? They can't even handle one field. What's this guy do? Like, what? It, what's the plan? Also, once it's all harvested and dried and stuff, like, where do you sell it? So, that's the thing. So it's not actually going to be like flour like yeah uh it's going to be extracted into like beauty products yeah, yeah. who's he sell it to he just sells it online and like that i think his specialty is more so being a ceo not somebody who a, a production farmer yeah, yeah yeah where you know he talks to you know marketing this and that and he, he can hand like he handles a lot of the means and operations business guy. yeah a lot of the business more so style stuff really well but a lot of his time is i feel like in meetings trying to promote product and things of that nature but you're going to be promoting something that you don't have anything to feed into because yeah. there's like you're not there's no plan and it's just like, I don't know, like, like like you're saying, some of the things that I've uh, listened to and read, like, the number one thing you do when, before you plant a seed in the ground for, like, hemp and marijuana is, like, you know where you're going to dry it. Because that's, like, the that's the make or break almost. Yeah. Because it's, it's 50% growing and the 50%, like, process. Harvest, yeah, like, and <laughs> so... <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It's like, I was out there today, like, going crazy. Why don't you, well, why don't you try to set a meeting? 
seven meeting. Well, so that's what we talk. Why don't you just ask the guy to literally, hey, like, can we talk? Like, can we sit down and just like talk? And like, I just want to like see like where we're going and what your thoughts are, just so we can like get an understanding. Because like you said, like things aren't going the right way, so we got to figure out where we're going here. And like some, it's not working. No, for sure. And you know it. We all know it. But we don't. But you don't want to say we. You say, but I don't want us to fail. Yeah. So, let, th- like, let's talk. Let's break it down. Like, I think part of it is, like, that's just how he's always done things. So, like, even with, like, the garden aspect, uh, the one guy who's been there for basically the entire time that he's had the business, um, he's like, this is just how he does things. And I'm like, that was that's fine. Like, but... This might not be the place for me then, because I can't, I can't sleep at night with that. Like, I can work for you, I can do my own thing, I'll have my own plan, and I'll do my own stuff, but this thing where, like, like the head grower even, like, I don't understand how he doesn't think more about it than he does, and I know he has a lot on his plate in terms of, like, all the demands that come from the CEO trying to like tell him how to do his job when you know the head grower knows much more more than him about how to make this work than he does like the head grower said we should get a hops dryer uh, like a big giant massive hops dryer rent it and it'll dry the flower in 24 hours since it's for extract it doesn't really matter that it's that quick dry and then you can process it so much quicker yeah but we don't have a hops dryer. How much is one of those? Like a couple grand? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how much it would be to rent versus buy. buy yeah. But one way or another, like... 24 hours sounds nice. It's a viable option to get lots of material Processed. in there, dried, and out. And out. Yeah. And then Which done. sounds like y'all need. Y'all yeah, need space. Yeah, no, exactly. So it's like you, you could harvest, you know, a few hundred plants... Have them dry 24 hours, dump that stuff out, harvest another few hundred plants, have that dry. And then you can get it done in a few, maybe yeah. two And weeks. if it's going well, you see, you can then up, up it and get another one too. And yeah. do a double, and you're, you're renting. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, the cost may hit you, but at least you're getting get everything done on time and stuff like that, what you need. and Exactly. Yield, yield everything, get everything. And so, you avoid the testing and all that crap too. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sitting out there, well, this is, that was at the end of the day what I had just said about him, like me and him going back and forth for a minute. But before that, I said something like, D- do you plan on processing all of this in the lab that you have? Hmm. And he was like, well, we're going to need some new toys for that. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I just need to raise like $700,000. And I'm like... That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, we can't get a hops dryer to just dry some flour real quick, but we can raise $700,000 to get some new equipment for the lab to process all this. Like, that's interesting. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. So, I need your help <laughs> to tell me what I need to do. No. I need your help, America. Your, <laughs> I need your vote. No, but it's just like, as you can tell, I'm like, it's driving, it's wild. It is wild. And now we have to go in at 8 o'clock tomorrow instead of 7 because we have to wait for the dew to subside. Mm. Whatever that means. Yeah. Like, it's been pretty dewy in the mornings. But, like, there's not other shit know. for y'all to do, though, if you get there at 7. I think they just want to build spend those it. racks or the you pallets. Think, yeah, yeah, build the pallet racks. But, I don't know. And then on top of that, we have a $12,000 garden that we're putting in somewhere that we were going to be putting in on Wednesday and Thursday. And that's the other thing. He was out there when I was asking him about the lab and stuff. I said, so I take it we're not doing this $12,000 garden that you wanted to do on Wednesday and Thursday. He's like, no, fuck that guy. We're going to push that to like October now. Earlier in the day when me and him and the other guy were out there, he was like, we're going to go there on Thursday. I said, the three of us? He's like, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, 
it hit him all at once like holy crap we have to harvest this field and i just i don't know it sounds like y'all also just need more people man we need more people that want to sit down and talk and think about problems and how to fix them that's the thing like we don't really i'll set a meeting i'll come out <laughs> we need something i'll pose as a uh, weed consultant person <laughs> an expert on logistics and ops but yeah, man. I'll wear a suit, get buy a business card, hand it to. Him. I only have one <laughs> copy of it. Business card. Okay, I have them. No, sorry, I only, only, have, only brought one. <laughs> only for the big man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need that back actually. <laughs> take a picture of it. Take a picture. Take a picture. Um, well, damn, you yeah. weren't joking that you got a lot to say. I did have a lot <laughs> to say, man. I don't know. It just, it is wild. Wild, wild, wild. I think you can just literally just need to text me, like, yeah, like, like even if it's like, I don't know, if you want to do it, like, on my lunch break, can we just talk? We can literally just talk about, like, what's going on and where we're going. And, can like, I can, rant to you for 36 like, minutes? Can no. we plan on, like, what's going on and where we need to be and how we're going to do that and if it's going to be possible? And, like, that's the thing. And like, stick to the plan. Stick to it. That's a key thing is you make a plan and you can make like one to two tweaks but you gotta stick to it you gotta see it that you can't just keep making tweaks here and there unless you like obviously like 100% know like this part of the plan is like not working not working yeah yeah but like you got no, a right. time to get like process happen and that's like that's I think part of the thing that's really frustrating me in a way is like I feel like over the last few years a year and a half two years like everything that i've read about you know not necessarily growing but just planning and like how uh how you should do things and like not necessarily interact with people but how to make everybody's life easier by talking about things and yeah. creating uh solutions and situations that are beneficial to everybody it's like we don't do any of that really and like every part of me I swear, like, I just want to be like, like, we, the dude texted us, we're coming in at eight or whatever, wait until the dew subsides. I just want to be like, fuck you, I quit. Like, good luck. Like, I am so over it. But at the same time, that's just not who I am. I mean, how much more of the season do you even have, though? Not much. So that's the other thing. So like, like, are y'all going to be kind of done in like a month or two? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, this is sort of like the last hurrah. Yeah, it's like November 1st, you all should be kind of like kaputs, right? Yeah, but they're going to have so much... Like, they've already talked about they have so much stuff they want to do at the farm, like getting, uh, like, uh, like gravel pads and making ditches and things. And, like, a lot of the decisions that they're making, they're making, uh, for reasons that I think are short-term solutions for long-term problems. And they don't want to fix the long-term problem. They just want the short-term solution. So, like, they want to dig a ditch to help with drainage. But the drainage isn't the problem. The problem is your soil sucks because you don't want to do the right thing and build actual soil that retains water and doesn't, like... The water so on top. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. You need more organic matter in the water, or more organic matter in the soil to hold the water and release it when the plants need it, not straight sand and clay that just... Yeah, just... So it's, it's trying to get... It's the same thing, too, like getting the farm in March and trying to get this awesome harvest and this and that out of it year one it's like good luck man we're seeing how that's working out yeah but that's my rant on work god damn <laughs> i know man god damn sarah heard it too now she gets to hear it a second time <laughs> you tell sarah to just go ahead and skip to minute 40 <laughs> <laughs> she will she will yeah man. Um, well have the conversation with them. I think you just need to do it. Yeah, I need to just figure out, like, I think the way that I'll probably start it is, like, hey, man, can you, like, make this make sense for me? And, like, 
Like, where are we going with this? Yeah, like... What's the direction we're heading? Help me understand. What's the vision? Because I'm going insane. And then I'm going to be like, listen. I'm not sure I can do this. If this is how things are going to be. So, let's figure it out. But... Oof. Well... (laughs) I hope it gets better. (laughs) It'll get better. I mean, at the very worst, I'll quit and it'll get really good. (laughs) It will get really good. (laughs) It will get really good after that. Um, Well, we'll switch it over to um, Surf Talk. (laughs) Surf Talk. Surf Talk. Uh, Once again, I have gone to WRV to look at surfboards. (laughs) Why, you may ask? Because it fucking brings me happiness. <laughs> it brings me happiness. It makes me happy to, to see it. Um, but I guess I just want to talk about... So I went to WRV, looked at a bunch of shortboards, which, surprisingly, I've really never gone into like a shortboard, so I was just looking at the longboards. And then that one men green board, like, I was like, oh, that one's so nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now it's gone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They they have one they have one that's just like it but it's nine four. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like I'm like that's a wee bit big. More of the nine two guy. <laughs> it was two inches. Hey man, my wife would say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a pictures of, of a bunch of them, but I guess I just want to talk to you about tails. Yeah. What are what are tails? <laughs> It's all a bunch of different shapes of tails. Pintail, round pintail, round tail, combo tail, uh, round square, squash square, star tail, diamond swallow, fish tail. I don't know, as- asymmetric? Oh, uh, as- asymmetric. Asym- it's okay. Moment of silence for my vocabulary. <laughs> Moment of silence, please. Uh, wings X, flyers and bumps. Um... There's like just some. I'm sure there's obviously like fucking more. Um, but what's like the breakdown, would you say, like of these and stuff? Like, I saw a majority of them. Like, I don't know. Where do you want to start in these? Obviously, you're the, you're the surfing expert here. You tell me where you want to start. You, you I guess. Okay. Well, what tail okay, gives well, you the most happiness? Well, <laughs> that just looks cool. I don't know. The wing X looks pretty cool. Let me see the wing X. Is that. That one's like that one, or like flyers, uh-huh. which to me is looks like this. At least when I saw a WRV, yeah. wing with a swallow. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, so epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess let's start here. What is the difference between a pintail, which is kind of comes in like a point on the back, versus? A, well, you know, a round, round square or like a squash. Pretty much something that comes here and then it's like not, not so much 90, but it's flat on the bottom. Yeah. What's your difference there? So. I have an idea, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, what the tail is doing when you're riding is whether you have more or less tail. Surface, is gonna, surface coverage? Like your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah more or less is gonna turn harder or i shouldn't say harder but turn more easy or less easy so a wider tail turns less easy than a narrower tail okay so like a pin tail is better for much more like whippy turns okay whereas a wider tail is going to be more like rounded turns and like more uh, flowy yeah smoother ride like something like that yeah yeah yeah. not Um, not so much cuts and stuff yeah and then not only that though but if you have a wave that is very steep uh, a wider tail is going to be harder to probably handle in a steep barreling wave as opposed to a pintail, because when you have that pin here, you have an edge right on your tail. Mm-hmm. So when you're going down the line and the wave's like this, 
your tail sort of locks into the face and you're not going to like fall down. So it helps in like barrels. Whereas a wider tail, the board is like, since it's wider, it doesn't do as well in that sense. Uh, It wants something that's a little bit more softer and more mellow. So then explain to me the difference then between the pintail which was the first one I talked about then, like a fishtail, like swallow, that st- that has like, it seems like it has pretty much same, the same width as like the squared round or squash, mm-hmm. but it does have the two points that cuts back in. So, the thing about all of those tails is they're all what I would say like similar in a sense and different. So like, that's why I would break it down into like narrower tails and wider tails. Okay. And then from there, you have things like you're saying, like the swallow or the um, fish. And it sort of just gives you uh, a little bit different feel in the sense that like you have that uh, similar to like a squ- did you say it was similar to like a squash but then like veed or yeah the so, no well i'm saying uh, what's the difference between so like so the pintail is like all comes together mm-hmm. at a point but then the fishtail has looks like the same kind of width as the round like square yeah. one all that's difference that that comes to two points and then cuts back up yeah but it's still the same amount like distance where the pin is like keeps mm-hmm. going in the whole way like with that the fish in that sense it would handle better in more performance style waves than the squash tail would but not as good as the pin so it's sort of that like in between because you're taking out some of that volume in the tail oh okay and those two like uh points can sort of be used to like maneuver as well uh like to cut the water back and forth yeah yeah, yeah. okay do you have what do you, what type do you have like majority so, of the majority of boards are somewhere between like a squash and a pin like a squashed out pin um i'd say but i have a fish um i have one that is a little bit more pinned out and then so I have one like so a rounded pin. I have uh, that's like what I have. I would say is a rounded pin. Yeah. So the rounded pin, uh, I have. I have a board that has a swallowtail. I have a fish. Um, the swallow and fish look pretty similar. I think the swallow is just a wider, less aggressive cut in, but the in the fishtail is definitely like more narrow and more aggressive on the cut in. It looks mm-hmm. like. The picture isn't as good. Like, no. fishes usually have, like, deep, deep points. Yeah. Uh, whereas a swallow is more like, Yeah. Um, but I'd say most tails are more like that combo tail where it's, like, sort of squashy, but, like, sort of like a rounded pin tail or a round tail. Um, those are just the more good-for-everything type of waves. Uh, they'll they'll be good in like whether it's mushy waves yeah. or steeper waves. You can sort of maneuver them. In what there. about these wing wing X, these flyer things like this, I... like this one, like that cuts mm-hmm. in that way, like yeah, it has a bump down. in and then it goes into a swallow. So that that can help with like sharper turns as well because instead of keeping that wider uh, tail, it drops it down. So like. Let's say your foot is above where that uh, little jut in is. Yeah. Imagine going to turn with it jutted out and smaller versus when it would be wider. Having a smaller tail is going to be easier to turn. So it sort of gives a wider board an easier turning pivot. Okay. As opposed to keeping that wide tail and having that slower turn uh, turning pivot. But, honestly, like, even I, like, you can notice the difference between boards, but it's not like that, that little juts really, to me, do a yeah. ton. 
Okay. You would have to ride, like, the exact same wave so many times. To then feel the difference. And then, like... Try that board. Yeah. Try boards. And ride that still that same wave. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, like, I can see there's a little bit of difference here. But when you, like, switch from board to this wave, and then you Yeah, yeah. Every wave's different. A month later, yeah. and then you go, like... It's like... Yeah. I don't know. I have trouble. Really so, Obviously, I was there just looking at every single bar. Uh-huh. Loving it. <laughs> a bunch of photos um but i did see a board and then it made me think i saw a guy also that was interesting like obviously stomp pad in the back but these people have like flat stomp pads like in the middle like they don't have any Mm -hmm. wax they just do they just have stomp pads only i thought it was interesting yeah i have thought about trying that on a surfboard sounds really nice for my ribs to be honest i'm not i do okay side story i went i did pretty much went out surfing or try to go out surfing i went four days in a row went friday afternoon saturday with you then sunday and then monday Dude, it was like a full week till not it was in the muscles sore it's my ribs like stick out so much right here it was literally like the edges of my ribs were like bruised. Yeah. That's like what it felt like. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, like I don't have part. it right now. But like, yeah, yeah, no, you, like, I don't know why, but for like the first, let's say I go all summer without surfing. Yeah. And then like hurricane season comes yeah. and I surf like three or four times. I get that. And then like after that, I don't really feel it yeah. anymore. But, I think it's just, I think I hear what you're saying with like, you think that that would help pad it. Yeah, maybe it would pad it. But, but I'm not, not sure. I mean, it's literally that, that like, you know, thick. Yeah. Know? It's not like, it's not like it's, I'm sitting on a pillow now, you know, uh-huh. like, it's not an like actual cushion. It is funny though, because like people don't realize you wouldn't think about like laying on a surfboard like that would really oh, hurt it your. It does. Oh, it does. It, it does. It's an actual workout. It's a workout to s- s- lay on a surfboard. Not even just the paddling aspect, but literally just the arching and head up will like fire my like back delt like traps <laughs> and stuff like and like down my like my like spine like doing like, doing like this yeah like paddling like looking up head up chin up head up chin up and then paddling bro I was like on fire <laughs> I was like what is going on I like get out there I'm like now I just did this <laughs> uh, like head down I'm like. Good God, I need a neck brace out here. <laughs> that is so funny. I need a neck brace just to paddle out. Keep my chin. I need to put a, like a pole on my board that just props the chin. <laughs> so I just keep doing this. It's just nothing. Um, oh my God. But yeah, there was a board I saw at WRV that had, uh, I, what do you even call it? Like, a stomp pad is obviously the in the back, mm-hmm. but do you also call it a stomp pad or like a flat pad or like yeah, I don't know what mid. you exactly call it. You could just call it like a, a front foot stomp pad, I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure. But those are pretty cool design because Grace like, all these boards are so boring. Like they're all just like white and everything. I'm like, yeah, but you can get a stomp pad, you know, you make it look cool with your stomp pad and then uh, you can, you know, then I saw that you could do another color, like, on that uh, one. Like, then I, really, I was like, some guys, they put stickers on there. So I would never put a sticker on mine. No? I, I don't think I could. Not I don't think you get sponsored? No, yeah, not until I get sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just like, I can't do that yet. I mean, because, I mean, I guess they are kind of, like, basic. I mean, just white with a little bit of the mm-hmm. logo there. And then all these boards have these nowadays. What the hell is that? Like all these boards at WRV, I, and even some of the just like off-brand stuff. Like this this one over here is not even WRV, uh-huh. and but it has like I'm like not sure May, the Mayhem did, didn't have, which I thought was a pretty nice board. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Mayhem one, this was a five of Mayhem, which gave a almost 38 volume. I mean, it's so wide. What size was the? This is a five eleven Mayhem uh, as the shaper, so R R and F. It's a, it's a WRV Mayhem. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's interesting. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Had the like, That'd be a swallow, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what those black lines really are. I don't know if they're helpful for, like, reinforcement on the rails for, like, mm-hmm. if you 
you know, stomp really hard on your, like, uh, heel or toes, depending. Yeah, just some of them had it. I don't know what it is, but... I don't know. Could just be designed. Could just be a nice little design to make it... A little bit different. Just keeping it, like, white. But, yeah, I thought that Mayhem was pretty dope. Um, one, but the Mayhems are a wee bit expulsive. Oh, yeah. I was like, who? Oh, yeah. Might as well get a longboard right now. <laughs> it's because, um... Who, what is Mayhem or anything? I think it's a shaper. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it is a shaper. I didn't know, like... Uh, he just, like... I think he got really big with, like, Lost. I think he shaped a lot of Lost. Like, cause I feel like I've seen him shape other boards. Yeah. Or, like, other, like, w, not WRB boards. Mm-hmm. No, he... But I do like this guy, this shaper. Paul Muirham. Paul. That, that's his name, Paul? Yeah. I feel like I... I'm pretty sure the piece names for Paul. I, th- I think I looked him up. It's Mul, like, Mulherm. Uh-huh. Or something. Um, but, yeah, this board, I mean, like I said, with it being used, I was like, I could probably cap that 5 out of 11, but it'll still get rocking like 5 on down. I was like, yeah, damn. You want to know what's crazy? But, but you know, no, what is crazy, really quick, though, is I could go get... Not the the other mayhem one, but I could go get this happy hour one that I liked, uh-huh. or even the Doyle mm-hmm. Stingray one for the same price as that used one that was out there. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna brand new. Like I guess people if they want that, like they don't want like a swallow or Stingray, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was just gonna say what's crazy is like Todd was uh like basically like starting not starting to surf but surfing for bob white the guy who started wrb or sort of started wrb and then the other guy uh i can't remember before he went crazy remember his story yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, before he went crazy but it's just like (laughs) so interesting to me that like he was surfing on like the bob white surf team and like all that back before wrv was even like a a thing he could have been like in on wrv mm. yeah it's wild but yeah but then i th- but then i also was like, obviously i like wrv board stuff but then it felt good as i i definitely want to try out your board a little bit more the lip tech one mm-hmm. or just like any of those like short boards just to get more of a feel uh for it um but then there's a shaper guy that i followed down and like Wilmington, North Carolina. I just like like and stuff. It boards just look clean. Ty Johnson and shapes his own boards. I know, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Like it's cool. This guy on Instagram, he like today he like picked up like eight blanks, whatever, and all different like you know sizes and different shapes of like what he ordered. They're already kind of like rough cut out. Okay. Is like what it is, like <laughs> blanks. Um, but he like takes a picture. Uh, yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, so, like, a lot of the times, uh, I think, shapers will get, like, a, a blank and cut, like, a rough cutout. So, like, he got eight fresh blanks, and that's, uh-huh. like, that's like, what they look like. You can see, like, they're just rough, rough cut. Triple stringer longboard. But what the guy does is he, they, everyone, like, it's all just... This guy obviously shapes out of his house, and people like order the board from him and stuff. And they, and what I like, because I looked into it, because you, you know, you show your interest in a board, you do like a video call with him about like what you want, you know, like how long you've been serving for, your skill level, like what the board design, you want any special things on it, different colors, you know, all this like different stuff. And then he orders it, and you pay like half the board. But then he like he'll he tagged each like person like that's mm-hmm. like I could like he would have tagged me like that's my board yeah and then he's like so now he's working on like these boards now for like, next like you know a couple like two three weeks or whatever I probably only two weeks and he turns around pretty quickly, um, but then yeah and then you pick them up that's pretty cool but yeah the guy I I don't know I just like his uh his like board stuff it just seems pretty cool I'll show you them later. Not definitely. Um, but, you know, like, man, I'll get one of him. It's like, do it. But what sucks is, like, I get it because he's, like, you know, what's it called? Not mom and pop shop. But pretty much, you know, single man shaper. So his prices are kind of the same as, like, if I just bought, like, a WRV, like, board, like, here. Yeah. But 
you know, are his boards nicer? Maybe do I have more control to do what I want with his board? Cause I can tell him like, I want it like this, this and that. So is it worth it? You know, it's interesting how like they're really like, I guess once you start getting over like $500, like whether a surfboard's $500 or $700, it doesn't really seem like that yeah. much difference. But, like, there really isn't much price difference in surfboards a lot of the times. Like, surfboards are, like, $600. I would say it's a cons- – I would say starting price of surfboards is, like, 500 Yeah. Like, pretty much. It's it, – it, and you get from 500 to to 1000 is a surfboard. That's, like, the surfboard range. Yeah. That's your surfboard right there. And then, like – I said, I mean, like, WRV, not, like, the 9Os are a grand. Yeah, and even the eleven O's they have were eleven hundred. Yeah, a hundred dollars more to get. You can get some pretty expensive longboards. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, you, you you said double something, right? Like he, yeah, there was a triple string. Yeah, he does a triple one that was this one was pretty cool. Yeah, that he had made. So, I, I thought that was interesting, but I I don't know anything about that. Like I've never even seen one that had like you said tr- triple strings, and I thought yeah. That, this guy had like this guy's a double he, stringer he did a double i feel like, i thought they only make make them in ones <laughs> so it just makes it stronger yeah in a sense and like there's boards nowadays that are made with no stringers really yeah it's just like a strip of wood that goes between the foam to help it not break in half yeah but i thought that was pretty cool that's a pretty big board that's nine six yeah i could tell that he made but he goes down in wilmington and Obviously, as soon as I told Grace that, she was like, eh, maybe you should get a board from down there. We can go down there and pick it up and then stop by all of, like, One Tree Hill or whatever. Like, That's right. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, I think it's One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill, probably. Yeah. That's we, where we, Sarah wants to go. Yeah, we can then stop by all the One Tree Hill places and we pick up your board. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. There you go. So, go. I don't know. I'm just getting more into it. I'm glad I took a freaking break, though. Like, I'm taking all, did all last week, and I'll do, like, all this week, and I'll go back surfing on, like, Saturday or maybe, like, Friday afternoon with you. But, yeah, mm-hmm. my attendance up, I just gotta make sure that, like... How's it feeling? I know, like I said, it, I, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt after I stop, like, surfboard. Once I stop surfing after, like, three or four hours, it's gone. Gotcha. Um, so, but I just gotta, I don't know if there's, like, stretches I can do, like, beforehand for tennis elbow. Or something, or if I should just maybe try to ice it mm-hmm. <laughs> before I go surfing, or maybe just pop like thousand milligram of Tylenol before going out. <laughs> Preventative pain, you know. <laughs> that... I'm all, I'm, oh my god! I'm all about that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I gotta figure out something because if that be, if that do, if it comes back like instantly, that's that's gonna put a damper on. Yeah. That makes it a problem because I can only surf for like honestly like an hour max before yeah. like it's like kind of unbearable. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Hopefully, it's not a problem. Yeah, I think it, I think it's all healed up. And like I said, it was, it it literally hit. Like I said, for some reason, for some reason, the wave wave went over me, so my body lifted up, and the board was still down and slipped up. And as it slipped out, I grabbed it like this, and something about the jerk motion just mm-hmm. got it so weird um but we'll we'll see we'll take it a little bit more easy on it yeah hopefully um but yeah so well that's pretty much it yeah that was a christian work update christian's rant literally <laughs> christian's work rant or christian's way to make work better <laughs> is what it was and then a little bit of surf talk in there because this is the couch surfing podcast um so, you know, oh, yeah. we'll have to throw a little bit of, maybe we'll start doing some surf trivia in here every yeah. now and then. We'll have to start talking more about uh, surfing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, Grace says I'm getting obsessed. <laughs> She's like, it's becoming your life. I'm like, <laughs> you don't know the half of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Could be worse things. Yeah, exactly. I said, long I'm into heroin or something. I'm like, <laughs> Does it give me the same feeling? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I am also, I'm, I'm looking forward to put it on like my wetsuit. Yeah, I bet. Like, cause I only got to wear, I've only worn it twice 
since, since we bought it. So, it'd be nice to get some more money out of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's going to be... And I'm sure I'll be able to here, honestly, within like a month. Oh, for sure. Because after the storm comes Or two through. weeks. As soon as like October hits, I feel like it... I, I feel like once October hits, I'll be like able to use it if i really like want to like i can do use them be fine maybe like a tad warm mm-hmm. where if i like don't wear it i'll be like maybe a tad cold does it like, do i want to be a, just a tackle or like a tad warm yeah it'll just be like whether that day is gonna be like sunny and warm yeah and cloudy, yeah, and, cloudy and like windy and stuff and yeah definitely exactly. not um so we'll see but i'm definitely glad to to get that uh, that one gallon yeah yeah so all right, well, that about wraps it up for Couch Surfing Podcast Season 2, Episode 23, Jordan episode. Catch us next week for the Kobe episode. For the Kobe. For the Kobe, Kobe episode. We'll, uh, we'll catch you all next time. Peace.